0: Welcome to the Inner Space Revolution, like the Starship Enterprise for the Inner Universe. I'm an artist and designer forever studying the most elusive superpower we humans have, our creativity. I'm here to help myself and other curious souls travel beyond constant optimization to dig up our creative potential. What happens when we collectively venture into our inner worlds when we master our minds beyond the pop culture to-do lists for positive thinking and embrace the depth of who we are. Come with me to find out. Hey everyone, it's about time I'm doing another episode of Creativity Magic, which is the sidebar series where I give you guys quick tips on how to bring more creativity into your life. And this one is literally going to be about treating yourself. But it also goes beyond that. It's about treating your life and your human brain, your human consciousness and spirit with respect and reverence. And before I get into how to do that, practically, um, what does the title of this episode, Sanctity, mean? And when you look it up in the dictionary, it means holiness of life and character, godliness. So I know a lot of people have triggers around this kind of language when uh, you talk about holiness or God Because it sounds religious and culty, but before you hit that stop button, rest assured that I'm actually going to be talking very pragmatically. This is not going to be a religious talk where I recruit you to join my cult because I don't have time to build a cult. I don't have time for followers, I can't even manage my own Instagram, and post to tell people that I'm putting a new episode up. So that's not going to be what this is. The whole point is that we are all a form of sacred energy because we're alive. So treat yourself like it. And dare I say, we are made of God energy And no, not in like an egotistical, patriarchal, judgmental, almighty way. We got to unlearn that. (laughs) But I know we're not going to unlearn it overnight. So why don't I just start with the question of what would it look like to bring some sense of sacredness into your life if you don't have that practice already? Because I know not everybody here is a yogi or into energy healing like me, or um, you you might not even be someone who considers yourself artistic or creative. And so I want to just open this up to everybody. What would it look like to bring some sense of sacredness into your creative space? And... When I say creative space, I mean your life because that is what creativity is. It's something you bring into your whole life. Um, So anyway, I'll give you a few quick ways that I have treated my life more sacredly in this modern world where I've made more space for this creative energy to come in. And if you are a theology geek like me... You will find that these principles, or this one principle, I think I'm only going to talk about one really here, this principle exists across a lot of traditions. So again, this is not about getting you to follow one path, but just my take and my interpretation on common thoughts and a common principle from a lot of my readings and explorations. So let's get into how to fully own your energetic space, how to create sacredness, sanctity, and keep your space clean to help connect to creative energy better. And in yoga, this is called Saucha. It's often referred to in the context of eating clean or keeping a clean and tidy physical space, which is definitely very important. But I'm not here to tell you to clean your room and eat healthy, even though those will both help. Um, I'm here to talk about what often gets missed or not taken very seriously enough because it's just so prevalent in our modern world, which is keeping your energetic and mental space clean and what goes in and out of it. Just keeping track of what goes in and out of your mental and energetic space Um, And the reason I say it gets missed in our modern world is because, of course, we have these wonderful devices that are by our sides all the time. And I love technology. Oops. Sorry if that got loud. The microphone kind of fell on me, but I love technology. I design for technology, I can only speak for myself here, but one way that i found Saucha really works is that I only engage with my devices for their minimum utility when it comes to communications. We're not talking about work because right now I have like three screens up while recording this, but when it comes to just daily engagement and communications, I try to do the bare minimum. And honestly, the bare minimum is not like a Buddhist monk where they like don't interact at all. But I'll give you some examples. Um, I weaned myself off of all of the major platforms, social media platforms, for about five years. And I'm really not lying about that. I was able to do that because um I just I think I did it cold turkey where I just didn't tell anybody I was going to do it. Um they just f- figured it out eventually or they never did figure it out cuz I think sometimes I'm only on Facebook for specific purposes to check on groups, but sometimes I get messages um and people are like, "Why didn't you answer my event invite um so i mean i could have handled that better but anyway um i was able to get off of that and get off of twitter also instagram my main instagram or my old instagram um and i have a plugin for facebook that helped me do that i know this doesn't apply to gen z people um, who think that Facebook is for old people? But <laughs> if you are an old person who uses Facebook and wants to use it less, there's this thing called Newsfeed Eradicator. So even if you do use F- Facebook, you won't get dragged into scrolling automatically. If you if you come in for a specific purpose, you can go directly there, and that was really helpful. Um, there's no temptations of seeing, you know, someone's photo and then getting into 20 minutes of forgetting why you were there. Um, I only use iMessage and WhatsApp as my main forms of communicating, and I don't have any active chats anywhere else, and I I really only talk practically, um on text messages. I don't really have conversations. Um, I turn off 90% of my notifications as well. So I don't, I think I get only the main Apple news. Um, don't get any email notifications, no social, um, notifications, only texts and calls, which cleared out a lot of noise. I don't even have WhatsApp notifications, so I can just put myself on a schedule of checking these things when I need to, if I have a reason to. Um, and another way, another example that I um, have engaged with this idea of keeping my mental space clear is for a while. I was able to have mornings where I didn't check any device until 30 minutes after I woke up. This is really hard, (laughs) but I think I was really motivated to do this when I was commuting three hours a day. Um, I wouldn't check my phone until I was out the door or on the bus, so I would have a really silent walk and just look at the things around me. And it was motivating because if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have had any free mental space Um, because commuting to a city took up a huge chunk of my day. Cities have a ton of crazy energy. Sometimes it's wonderful. Sometimes it's too much. But all I'm saying is I didn't notice how much energy it actually took from me Uh, Or I guess I did intuitively, which is why I had this practice of not checking until 30 minutes after. Because really, there's no such thing as, well, in my life. Nothing is super urgent where you have to respond right away, first thing in the morning. So that might just be me, though. Um, So what did all of this do for me? What did this restriction feel like? Well, I didn't even see it as a restriction. After a while, I saw it as freedom. It's nice to be free from the itch of needing to respond to all these people or the responsibility of always being accessible. And after a while, you stop feeling responsible because you're not, you're not responsible for responding right away or making this person feel better by responding right away. Um, you get rid of the attachment to the idea that you're not keeping up with the world if you're not online all the time and you know I have my work computers I'm still online all the time so I, I don't know take that for what you will I'm still online and seeing things pop up on my screens during the day, but it's less so because I don't have all of this coming through my main phone. And that put me back in control of my mental space. The impact was really subtle. I could engage with the content I did see more, uh, with more, I guess, thoughtfulness. I could be more present with that content. Not to mention more present in real life. I could pay attention without feeling the tugs of, you know, the addictive, oh, I need to check this right now. And I can imagine anyone who has known me for however many years that I've been doing this, is so annoyed right now, maybe rolling their eyes even, because I used to constantly talk about how I wasn't on social media, and that was because I felt bad that I was probably not going to like everybody's posts. Um, but no, I think everyone's used to it. So that said, it's always easy to go back if you wanted, if you wanted to try this and then go back, Just like it's easy to make a mess of your room again. I started an Instagram for this podcast and they are very good at sucking you in. But I guess after all those years of me experiencing greatly reduced anxiety, it's easier for me to know when I can stop, when I am in control of the emotions that enter my day and not the other way around. Although, I admittedly have to be careful because I can already feel, just with this podcast Instagram, can already feel the tug of FOMO by design that Instagram has built in. Um, But enough about that, I also wanted to talk about the concept of privacy as related to this concept of sacredness and owning your energy space. Because keeping some things sacred is healthy. There's a reason why a lot of spiritual traditions discourage photographs in holy places. And it's common practice to not share your altars on social media as well it's when we conceal out of disrespect or malintent that it gets weird. But when we keep something to ourselves because maybe it's an idea that's still incubating or it's a thought that's not fully formed, of course that's okay because there is such a thing as psychic energy and only the idea holder can know if they're ready to have a conversation with other people about this idea? Are they ready to feel and move through the psychic energy of whatever projection or judgment comes up, if it does? The way I see it, there is an implicit reverence for another individual's existence when we respect each other's right to privacy. How much would you have hated growing up without a door to your room? And when it comes to mass technology, is our data any different? Let me get on a little soapbox here. I personally don't think data is different because what tech does is facilitate energetic interactions between people on a much grander scale than one-on-one, hands down. And I've heard this one thought get thrown around a lot in regards to data where people say I don't care about privacy, I have nothing to hide or privacy doesn't exist anyway so whatever and hmm, I wonder which PR department wrote that it's genius because it gets repeated endlessly especially by people who work in tech because why build these things if you don't believe in them but when we happily give away our rights to keep some of our energy spaces clean and free of the mental projections of our followers or the creeping financial projections of corporations, whether we're talking online or in our physical homes, then we are giving away our energy on a massive scale. And it becomes just a little bit more work to find peace. But on the other hand, Kim Kardashian does it regularly and her family seems to be okay. So, you know, take what helps from this and toss what doesn't. You might totally disagree with me and think Facebook could have all of your data and money and whatever. But I will say if you look closely, Kim Kardashian kind of does take as much as she gives away, if not way more. Some people are just energetically built to hold that creative energy space with more strength and endurance and she is a lucky one of them what about you how are you treating your sacred energy and that is all i'll have for today hope this is interesting and i'll see you soon